Welcome to A Dying Podcast with me, Nils, and today's guest, Petter Wallberg, who is a dear, dear, dear friend of mine. We live in the same house, and uh, we've been trying to have this conversation for quite some time. We've set a rough theme for it, which will be boundaries, which I'm curious to explore together with Petter. So welcome, Petter. Thank you. Thank you. And who the hell are you? <sighs> that's a really good question. That, that's kind of um, why I like to talk about boundaries, because uh, that's what I'm, probably the main question I'm trying to figure out myself. Uh, I would say, if I'm going to describe myself right now, I would say I'm a, I'm a creative person that's really curious about life. And I, I want to try as many different things as possible. And um, yeah, I just don't like to get stuck. Maybe I'm a bit afraid to get stuck. I want to keep exploring. And I would say the past couple of years, my passion has been going towards the feeling of belonging and working with people in various ways. I'm running a co-working space and I've been yeah, working with people through digital platforms, but also facilitating workshops and, and having lectures and such. And, and I think it's worth mentioning that the co-working space is not really close to where we are right now. Yeah, that is true. Uh, the co-working space is called the Ski Locker, and it's uh, located in uh, Chamonix. It's in the French Alps. Maybe you heard of Mont Blanc. It's a big kick-ass mountain ridge. So uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And that project is about making work fit life, since I'm very bad at making work fit life myself. So I figured it might be good to start uh, a company about it. Right now, I'm not active, uh, and there's some other guys uh, running the show, and they're doing a great job. Cool. And what are you doing actively now, since you're not doing that actively? I work with For Football. Right now, my, my angle is, is making teams more effective. Forza Football is, by the way, uh, uh, a really large football app, uh, or soccer, as some of you guys might call it. And um, we have about 3 million users, and we want to make the world of football a better place, because we believe that football symbolizes something beautiful. It's a mechanism that we have created where people can meet and it doesn't matter where you're from. It shouldn't matter what your gender and there's a lot of things that shouldn't matter. However, we, we think that since more people has an interest in football, then we have Muslims and Christians combined. So if we can talk about human rights in the, in the context of football, I am pretty sure that people will listen. Cool. That is an amazing thing. And to me, you're one of these one of these individuals who are really hard to sort of box in. It's kind of difficult to understand who and what you are. And that's sort of why I ask these questions. I'm also taking off my sweater right now. So that might create some noise for listeners because it's fairly hot in your room. We're actually in Petters and Ehrling's room right now. And this podcast is like partly moving around inside this house. <laughs> so today we're in, in this room. No, but to me, you're, you're one of these individuals that it's hard to pinpoint what you do, what you are, because you are doing a lot of different things and you're constantly changing. Obviously, everyone is constantly changing, but I think it's really, compared to a lot of other people, it's really clear that you're in constant change because you tend to change what you do, what engages you and interests you at the moment. And I think that's also why it's interesting to have this conversation with you, a person who's hard to box in about boundaries. As usual, we haven't really prepared this conversation at, at, at all. I prefer it like that to just see where it goes. And we basically just said it would be interesting to speak about boundaries. But since we haven't sort of uh, synced beforehand what that, what do we mean by that? I'm curious to, to maybe start there. In thinking about boundaries, what, what is that to you? And, and why is that relevant to you? I think boundaries, it's 
there's so many layers to to me at least on on the the topic boundaries. I think there's personal boundaries, but I have towards other people. There's also boundaries, other people's boundaries towards myself, um, and uh, job related boundaries uh, like tasks, assigning tasks. And I think it's quite similar. I see it similar to rules. Like for me, the the purpose of rules is to help uh, for sure. Uh, but most importantly, you will notice when you break them. So you can ask, you can see some sort of pattern. So if I have a, a if I set a boundary and I break them, break it constantly. Obviously, it's not a good boundary. I need to move it. I need to shift or shift my behavior. Same thing with rules. If everyone's breaking the rule, it's a pretty shitty rule. And 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 that's that's kind of my perspective. I would say. So you're basically outlining two. I think there's a third category here as well. So you're mentioning uh, my boundary towards others mm. and their boundaries towards me, this sort of space in between me and other individuals. Mm. I also feel that there's a clear set of boundaries within myself, uh, sort of my boundaries towards myself, mm. if that makes sense, which yeah, doesn't yeah. really have to do with anyone uh, around me. Yeah. And it's interesting, leading up to this conversation just today, I've been thinking a bit about uh, boundaries and what that means to me, because it's not, at least in my world, it's not a conversation that you often have about what is a boundary, what are your boundaries, how do you define them, and then how do you actually work with them? I don't think I've ever, uh, well, up until maybe this summer, uh, have actively had conversations about these things. Uh, so I've had, uh, I've, I've thought about this today, like looking back over my life, how and where can I find those boundaries? And, and to me, it was interesting to understand or realize that it's actually not hard in hindsight to see the boundaries. Like I can remember when, if we, if we speak from a work-related point of view in my early days as a communications, like branding, marketing person, uh, just like in, in work projects, wherever we might have done a campaign for a brand or, you know, wherever that I, in hindsight can see myself just accepting that, well, this is the concept we came up with, even though I personally didn't believe in it. I sort of did not respect my own boundaries or perhaps not even respect my own or the value of my own boundaries. If I, if I felt this will not work, this is not, I don't believe in what we're doing, but I still went along with it. Can that also be with the types of brands you're working with or? Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah. It could be, do I even want to work with this particular client? Mm. And that, that I, to me personally, didn't happen that much. I remember one, one time when, when I actually said no, because it was a big tobacco brand. And I was like, you know, I won't work with this brand. If other people want to, that's fine. But I personally won't do that. That was actually not hard for me at all. But what was hard when creatively, when we came up with different ideas, and I felt like I don't really believe in this, but this person who perhaps has more experience or everyone else seems to love this idea, but I don't believe in it. I didn't always sort of speak up. I, I sort of sometimes just went along with whatever the group felt was right. Mm. And uh, that, and then obviously that was just me that was just fear speaking, as it usually is. And then now I understand that, well, if I don't speak up, if, I, if I'm if i not sort of openly uh, communicating about where my boundaries are, I'm not really adding value to the group because then it's like I'm not even there. If, if I make my boundaries invisible, then they won't be able to bring any value for anyone else because it's really where 
when when our boundaries start sort of bouncing against each other, that's where you can learn. That's what we're and start to relate to each other. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. how you make connections and and actually learn. So and I haven't come much further than that in my thinking. I think that that's interesting though, like connecting back to working with boundaries focused on yourself as a tool to start to relate more to yourself. Uh, I, for example, I've been um, I think through through my life I've been focusing basically almost only on on people outside my life. The importance of keeping a deadline, a lot of like keeping my word. I think that's been very important to me, uh, which is a reaction to to what happened earlier in my life. And um, then I stopped listening to my own boundaries because uh, I thought the outer boundaries were more important. So basically everyone else's boundaries or boundaries that you have set together with someone else. Yeah. I think that also led to the phase I'm in right now. Right now I'm focusing a lot on like trying to understand and uh, and mainly com- like the most important thing is to communicate my own personal boundaries, uh, especially at, at work, I would say, since that's uh, most time when I'm awake, I'm, I'm working, I would say. And uh that that can be be quite difficult. If I, if I have a person coming up to me and asking for help, I, I mean, I love helping people. Then I I also like right now I'm trying to, to at the same time ask myself, and and like do do I need to help myself with something as well? Is there any any room for this? And I think this is where I've failed beforehand is that I haven't had that connection, and I'm still still definitely working on it. Like who is responsible for me or who is helping me? So it's really about, because I, I recognize this, because I am still to some extent, but have really uh, strongly been a yes-sayer, which is sometimes really good, but it's also a way to not respect your boundaries. So basically what you did and perhaps are still doing and what I've done a lot and am still to some extent doing is is once again saying that the boundaries of everyone around me is more valuable than my own boundaries. And that's probably something that most people do. We Most of us probably run around like we're not really tuned in to our own boundaries. And I think we also misinterpret sort of the boundaries that we set together with others or the boundaries of others. So like if a typical situation for me would be someone asks me to be part of something or for help or, or just to meet up for coffee, which is, you know, something I'm always open to doing, but it's becoming a problem because when I don't respect my own boundaries, I end up being, you know, fully booked for three weeks and feeling stressed out that, you know, I never find time for anything, but just meeting with all of these fantastic people, but just too many people. And then my my thought process tends to go something like this, that, oh, this person reached out to me and wanted to meet. That sounds like fun. So yeah, that's something I would want to do. And at the same time, I'm like, it's hard because I might get really excited by that in that situation to like compare that to everything else that's going on and the bigger perspective and and look at, well, does this really, will this really provide energy in this situation where I am right now? And even if that turns into a no in my head, it's still hard for me to say no because I feel that, you know, well, if I say no to this person, there are two potential problems with that. One is what's happening in that person. Does that person now all of a sudden feel rejected? Because I I do want to help and I do want to meet up with people. But by saying no, there's a risk of them feeling rejected and 
this could have been you know hard for them to ask to, for help or whatever. Uh, and the other is uh, more egoistic. Um, I had this conversation with actually you one who was on my uh, the last episode. Uh, we had coffee earlier today and, and uh, spoke about this that because in the episode with him where we spoke a bit about addictions, I spoke about my addiction to creating new things and how my my creative career has been built on just like leaning into new things and being open to new experiences and, and new people. And that is also a problem because I don't always respect my boundaries in that. So it's something that's both sort of the foundation of everything I do, but also the problem in everything I do. So there's a fear whenever someone asks me to be part of something. If I say no, maybe I'll miss out the mm. big FOMO mm. kind of thing. And to me, I've just recently understood that this is how it works. And that's why it's so problematic with these boundaries. Mm. But previously, I didn't even, I could sense that I had boundaries I didn't really respect, but mm. I couldn't really see them. Mm. Um, I, I, when I hear you, I start to think about um, relationships. That to me, as I said earlier, that uh, boundaries is a way to understand another human being. Like if we're two human beings and we're trying to communicate our boundaries, then we, we're building a stronger relationship, right? Uh, and, and I have a person in my head that I can listen to. I also have a person listening to what I'm saying, right? So there's kind of two people in my head, minimum two people in my head. Uh, please don't call any doctors. <laughs> but that, that's how it works for me at least. And um, and that's also a relationship. So so thinking on, um, let's say in a, in a, um, uh, in, in a, a love relationship, if if you have a fight or or something's happening in your life, then usually it's one person in that relationship that processed way faster than the other. So one person can be like, oh, I have all these ideas, we can just fix it, blah, blah, blah. And then the second one is like, I can't take it anymore. I just need a pause. Like I, I just leave me alone. I just need to think. And 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 it's that like it takes time to process the information. And we're all different. And why wouldn't we be different in like in these characters in my head? So I think that my one character that's like um, very excited, uh, the, the pushy guy, the sales guy, the sales guy in my head, uh, he's doing a sales pitch to the rest of me. And the rest of me is like, uh, yeah. And he's like, shit, I said yes. It's like the sales guy is like, yeah, let's do this. And, and then I have this like bad feeling, probably my, my gut feeling is like, I don't really want to do this, but I've kind of said yes to myself. And the sales, sales guy in my head is like, yeah, let's go for it. So it's not it's not true, it's not genuine, and 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 I think that to me that's what I'm trying to do now is to to pause a bit. I I ask the guys in my my team to when they give me a task, ask me twice, even if I say yes, just to give me that process time. Smart. Uh, and but that again that that's other people to me. I I I need to ask myself <laughs> if I want to do stuff twice as well. That's interesting. What really comes to mind for me is that. I recognize that. So basically the sales guy is your dopamine kick. That's dopamine. Oh, we just lost power. Oh, in interesting. The, interesting in the entire house. Mm. But since the computer is running on battery and we have 80%, we can still record. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're out of lights. It's always like this in this podcast. Stuff just happened around us. Um, so where was I? Um, yeah, the sales guy is basically the dopamine rush. That's, you know, this is new, it's exciting. Someone wants to do something with me. Everything's amazing. Yay, let's go. Uh, and then 
the other voice is uh, the voice that kicks in after the dopamine or that's sort of lying below it. That's not affected by the dopamine rush. And now we got power back um, whatsoever. So your method there of uh, having people ask you twice is probably really smart because that means you can answer once during the dopamine rush, which will always be a yes, <laughs> most likely. And then once when you've gotten sort of more time to interact with it. Because it's also about like you want, or at least I want my brain to work in the best possible way. So I want to find myself in flow states. I want to feel good. I want to feel clear-headed, all of these things. I want to feel excited but relaxed at the same time which means i need to learn to understand the different processes uh, it's sort of like a pendulum where if i'm in super creative mode i just want to create i just want to do stuff i just want to i'm open for everything hmm. but if that goes too far to the extreme i'll end up feeling super stressed and feeling like i'm letting everybody down because i can't keep hmm. doing these things and and I just want to, you know, escape, escape, shut the door to my room and, and never be seen again. Mm. And then when the pendulum sort of swings the other way, when it goes too far to the other end, I can be super relaxed and have like, you know, days when I'm, I don't even visit an office. I spend time uh, just creating space for myself, which I know will lead to better creative processes further ahead. But it can it can go so far, so I become a slacker basically. Mm. And even if there's just one thing I need to do that particular day, that thing I just procrastinated and procrastinated and procrastinated. How are you feeling during that time? I feel like shit. Okay. Uh, because I I feel like, well, now I'm not doing that one thing that needs to be done today. And fine, I'm like doing something relaxing right now. But, but it's not relaxing. It's not relaxing because I still have the thing hanging over my head and I don't feel, you know, when, you, when you've when you slept too much, mm. it's the same kind of thing. Mm. You like oversleep and you wake up and you, you don't feel good, even mm. though you've had like three hours extra of sleep because mm. it was three hours too much of sleep, too much of everything, that kind mm. of thing. So it's, it's this pendulum that sort of swings back and forth. And what I'm trying to do is just like trying to center it around the sweet spot mm. where I both have, you know, creative explosions and energy boosts of creativity but in between i need uh, just time mm. not doing anything and the problem there connected to boundaries to me at least is that if i do not respect my boundaries and make that time in my calendar for myself that calendar will be filled up with requests from people around me mm. could be friends could be coworkers, but it's just like it gets filled up um, there's always time there's always time during and lunch. there's yeah, during lunch <laughs> and there's lunch. always like oh but that's you know oh, now i said yes to that thing i shouldn't have done that now that i know that this person wants to meet because this is you know more prioritized right now i'll mm. just squeeze them both in mm. and then i end up not having lunch never mm. having that never letting my brain rest and i think that's the where it becomes clearer to me now that I'm aware of it, is I actually make time in my calendar and I see myself facing my own boundary when someone asks me, well, can't we just do it this Thursday? And I, I work from home on Thursdays. Mm. So it's like, then it becomes really clear to me. And whenever I agree to do something on a Thursday, I know that I semi-let myself mm. down, mm. which still happens. Mm. But yeah, it's to me at least a way to start grasping what a boundary can be. And that's an example then of one of my boundaries is I need to have time to create and time to not create. 
and I need them both sort of all the time. Mm. To me, that's one example of, of my boundaries. And I think it's, I think it would make sense and uh, potentially be helpful uh, to hear like concrete examples of what is a boundary. Because if you're listening to this and like, okay, obviously we have boundaries, but I've never even had a conversation about boundaries in my life. Then how do you, how do I, how do you identify your own boundaries? I think it's uh, it's a great question. It's similar to what the word structure could mean. I want a structure in my life. It's like, what the fuck? What is structure? Yeah. To me, it's this this kind of tingling feeling I can get if I'm doing something right or doing something wrong. It's definitely a feeling for for myself. And um, it can be very, very tricky to to find it. Uh, and I think what, what I'm doing, at least, I'm... Yeah, I think I'm pushing like similar to to what you're describing, like really trying doing something a lot or doing something not at all, uh, and trying to see some sort of like, do we have what's in between? So um, the way you could structure this, because when you say, oh, it's tingling, it's a sensation, it's an emotion, I agree with that, uh, because when especially looking back, I know I can see those moments where like it didn't feel right, but mm. I still did this thing, mm. and that is the defin- definition probably of a boundary but since that is so you know vague vague uh, i think what the process here then potentially is that learn first step one try to learn to just notice that emotion even if it's in hindsight just like try to notice it in hindsight first so you can st- then notice it when it when you're in it but since it's so still so vague, it's just that tingling, then step two after that would be start looking at patterns. So for me, a pattern would be connected to this creativity versus rest. Okay, so in those situations, I can get that, uh, you know, when you, you you start bouncing against your own boundary. Like there are, there are always two sides, a plus and minus. Yeah. and um, It's like balancing on a line. Yeah, because there's also boundaries... So that's very much in, that to me is sort of, it's mostly an internal boundary that then gets translated into an external one. Because if mm. I know that, well, now I'm at the point of of my creative mm. versus slacking boundary, uh, that's when I need to communicate it. And obviously communicate it in a, in a you know, warm and loving way so people understand it. So I'm not saying no to you. It's just that I, I just... I'm at the border, I'm at the boundary. So mm. I need to say no to mm. this thing. It doesn't matter if it's you who's asking or, or anyone else. And then that boundary becomes translated to boundary between me and other people. Mm. And then obviously in a perfect society, if we in school, if, if we're taught to identify these tingling boundary signals, <laughs> And like, hey, Peter, you're coming up towards a boundary. Like, I don't want to do math right now. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> like, that's a really good boundary. That's right? a good boundary. I don't want to do math right now. But, uh, you know, in a perfect society, if if we learn these things, then I would know that, like, um, you, if we're in the same thing, you also had training in this. So then it's much easier, I think, to both, for me, bring to, it up. to bring it up, to communicate mm-hmm. around it, but also to trust each other. Because mm-hmm. the problem now is, well, I, I can see myself letting my, my own boundaries down all the time, but it's, I can't really see other people doing that because mm. I don't know their boundaries. So you might be doing something together with me where you feel shit and I have no idea because mm. you said yes to this thing. So I take that as a yes, not knowing that you don't even know how to deal with your own boundaries. Mm. So this is actually destructive behaviors. And I think like bringing this to, like now we're focusing a lot on, on ourselves. Yeah. 
I also believe that this is part of growing up. It's an essential part of growing up. When when I think about uh, the so-called grown-ups in my life that I really look up to, my mentors, probably one of the most most things that that makes them my mentors is how they communicate the boundaries and, and that they actually they do it. <laughs> Uh, th- thinking back to 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 what I work with, probably w- our main challenges is is to communicate boundaries with each other. It's like if I have a team that that's developing an app, it's like, okay, how much do you think we can do? Is this possible? And then it's like, yeah, yeah, I think we can do this. And that person is like internally like, shit, I shouldn't have said yes. Like, I, it's not possible to do this. And then, I mean, that person also has this salesperson like, oh, but you, you need to show that you're good, you know, that you're on your feet. Yeah, what happens if you say no? Yeah. And I mean, these discussions is happening constantly. And I think just bringing this up, making making us aware of it, I think that, that would help a lot. This is the key issue in collaborating with other people, I believe, is us not going there yeah. and, and actually being, I'm not even sure if I should use the word vulnerable. Like, it's, no, it's, it's, more, it's more about honesty, right? Yeah. Because you give this example of building an app and, and having, you know, been in so many startups and projects and companies as someone, you know, as addicted to that as myself, uh, you see this all the time. And that it's really true what you're saying, because that creates like problems for mm. everyone. Mm. So in that situation, and I have that happen a lot in, in the projects and companies I'm involved with too, mm. you know, you have... Uh, like in my case, the the business guy or the marketing guy asking the developer guy, like, okay, so we're building this thing. When do you think it's going to be done? Can we have it done by this date? Because that would be great for this and that reason from the marketing or business side of things. Mm. And then if if any of those things that tend to happen, happen, like that person feels like, oh, I should say yes, or I'm not sure, or I don't know. So, and I'm going to estimate, and I don't know, but it's probably good if it's fast. I'm going to say fast. And and, and then you end up with the deadline mm. that we've agreed on on false terms, where the business marketing guy just trusts the developer guy that, yeah, this works because he or she said so. Mm. Uh, and then we end up not making the deadline. And it turns into mayhem for everyone because everyone has sort of promised people around them that we're making this deadline. Mm. And we're not just because we didn't have training in understanding and communicating our own boundaries. Mm. So it's this, it's a domino effect of negative. And uh, it's, and however, it starts with ourselves. Of course. It that does. That's the thing. Yeah. Like the kind of the opposite to what I've done. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm starting right now. <laughs> You're backtracking from like yeah. Yeah, boundaries towards others. It, it always starts. That's, that's why I always come back to this thing that if you want to succeed as an individual, but also if a society wants to succeed as a full society. If we just learn to first deal with the relationship to ourselves and then the relationship to others and then the relationships to that everything is around us is changing, we'll be able to deal with everything or anything. But we don't get that training. Like we rarely get that in schools. We rarely get that in at work. It's like not a lot of room to, that's changing obviously. That's why we're having this conversation and a lot of other people are too. But I think it's important to talk about that because that is the change, one of the changes, and it's fundamental and fairly simple, but one of the changes that we need to both sort of fix ourselves as individuals, but also actually try to, to keep the society going. And I think it goes hand in hand with accountability and being accountable to myself. So I'm, I'm thinking, um, uh, I've been thinking a lot about accountability lately, that uh, in today's society, we at least, I mean, uh, I live in, I live in Sweden. I'm, to be honest, 
based from from a lot of other places in the world, I'm covered. The state got my back. Like seriously, I have friends. I have people that they You're will so they covered. will they will take care of me. Uh, in and that's probably one of the reasons I I dare to do the things I I do. It also means that it's harder for me to understand what a consequence is. So thinking about young people that that went to uni or had education in in some sectors, I would say in the tech sector, being developer, it's it's very easy to get a job. Uh, you don't even have to be that good. You can learn at work. That that's how badly most of the companies needs developers right now. And and to 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 communicate your boundaries, that can be quite quite painful, you know. So maybe I don't want to take that conflict. Like then it's then it's scary. It's part of growing up. But instead of growing up, instead of taking this conflict, instead of, of communicating the boundaries towards others, but mainly towards yourself, you just change job. And you can continue to change job because there's so many job opportunities right now. And, and I know that it's similar in different sectors as well. Like from my perspective, I would love to, to start a company. And in the contract, it says, in this company, we are working on personal development. And, and it's, it's because of, of the health of you. To, to, to understand that this is such an essential part on not only creating a product, but, but also living a life. And, and I've I just been through um, a course, a weekend course with uh, uh, an organization called the Mankind Project. And that was basically, um, what's it called? Um, when it's, um, yeah, you're becoming a man, an adult. It's, it's a ritual, you, you, you're going through a weekend. And uh, obviously it has a lot, a lot of um, inspiration from, from different Indians or different cultures have been doing this. And it just kind of makes sense, you know? Like, like having people pushing you to not run away, not change job, to actually, okay, stand on your feet, be accountable for your own actions, listen to yourself. What are you saying? What are you saying to your, towards yourself? And I mean, right now we're just getting bombarded with, with things that happens and that's shiny or... I, I, I don't even walk to the subway with, without listening to a podcast. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not with myself that often. And I think this just, I'm, I'm escaping my, myself in the same way, similar to changing a job. I'm, I'm actually just putting on a podcast instead of speaking to myself. I think things like that is, uh, is essential. We had a small break because Eli walked into the room. <laughs> Uh, no, so what I was about to say, so this is a potential touchy uh, topic for any programmer or developer out there. And we don't want to generalize here, but if if you would generalize, you could actually make a case for it. And I know you, have, uh, I've heard you do this before, that if you look at this entitled work group, which programmers are today, because programmers are needed everywhere. It's a skill that's requested everywhere. And, and you can make a lot of money doing that today. And if you look at what's happening, and this especially started happening in Silicon Valley, where the big tech companies that have a lot of money, they fight for the best developers and the best developers get anything they want. So it, they started out with salary. And then when, you know, after a while they started, had to compete with something else. And then it's like stock options. And then it's something else. Then it's more about the office. And if you look at how they're competing, at least have historically for the past 10 years been competing, with how do you design an office for, for developers and programmers to want to be there? You basically design an office for kids. You, you want roller coasters and everything. If there's free candy and free Sodas, cereal yeah. and soda and 
Um, food is not super healthy a lot of times. And it's sort of, you could make the connection back to, you know, if these individuals become too served in a way and feel entitled to anything. And as soon as there's any type of friction, like I don't like what that person said to me, or that person is now, you know, requesting me to own my own boundaries or grow as a person, then it's like, I don't want to do that. It's scary. I'll just change jobs. Mm. And obviously it's it's problematic from a society point of view because you have all of these companies that are just like trying to serve <laughs> programmers that refuse to grow up. Uh, but it's really problematic for you as a programmer because you don't get any help in, in growing up. Mm. You will not feel better just because you take another job with more money and more cereal and more fun stuff because you will never grow. Mm. And it's obvious that if you look at, at happiness and how the human brain works, that you need to keep growing. And it's you need to go through these transformations that always hurt a little bit. And then on the other side, you'll feel more whole as a human being and you'll be much happier and better functioning in your life, in your relationship. It, it will impact your life in all aspects and all directions mm. and it is a problem and i it, it is changing because if you look now we've spoken in this podcast previously about transformation economy that we're moving from the experience economy into the transformation economy and you can see that in workplace now so google obviously is one of these workplaces that are always the leader of the pack they are now starting to compete more with that with the transformation econ economy values so if you work at google you will get training and support and guidance in your personal development. And that is one of the reasons why you would want to work there. So things are slowly changing. Once again, we are slowly growing up as a society. But I think it's crucial to point these things out, that we need to start both educating ourselves in understanding boundaries and communicating around them, but also create support uh, functions for it and build companies around exactly those those things. Yeah, and and I think uh, with with that said, it's also about making decisions from a, from a company level. Because I believe that if a company is not dealing with this, uh, they're fucked. Yeah, to be honest, like there's so many people right now that's super stressed, and they they only work for a couple of years, and then they're on on medication they're on drugs everyone gets burned out <laughs> it's i mean oh you can see a pattern right talking about boundaries it's it's very easy to see this and then obviously because it's if a person is is uh, struggling with with following or or communicating or or changing his or her boundaries obviously it's going to be very hard starting doing it because that's kind of the thing you know it's scary and i kind of want more incentive saying like okay if you want to work here this is what you need to do. Like you are accountable for your own life. It's an interesting, because, you know, historically you generally, when you have your annual conversation about raising your salary, it, it tends to be like, it historically been performance based. Like, yeah, you're selling better and, and, and you've gone to this course. So you now have a better expertise and skill set in the particular job that you're doing. But it should actually be more about how much have you grown as a person? Because mm -hmm. we know that, if you become better at dealing with yourself, then that will have a positive side effects with everyone around you. Mm. And that will also sort of in a vague kind of way uh, make you and everyone around you more efficient. Mm. But since we know, we know this now, it might be hard to see, but we have the data and the research 
to back it up. And when you start doing it, you feel it too. So that would be a much better way of doing it. Instead of saying, yeah, you've sold more this year. That's like, yeah, that's the side effect of you having grown as a human being, most likely. Hopefully. <laughs> um, uh, disclaimer, there's a lot of uh, really rude and horrible salesmen that can sell a lot. Yeah. And, and they're... They have not grown. <laughs> no, so they, and, and they should actually get a lower salary the next year, saying, mm. "Yeah, you know, your end result uh, indicated that you might have grown as a human being, but hey, turns out it didn't because you worked your ass off and you're not feeling good and you're passively aggressive towards your coworkers or whatever it may mm. be." Uh, like we we need to get down to the basics that results are just results. And that's level one, you know, yeah, it's simple to measure everything and stuff that can be measured easily, mm -hmm. but that's not really where the true value lies. So that would be an interesting kind of take on, uh, on what are you supposed to bring to the workplace? Mm. Like if I bring myself to the workplace and I make sure I become better at the workplace, then that, that should be it. And if I can show how I've done that, like, yeah, I managed to identify these boundaries within myself. And I think here could be interesting to also talk about, because now we're just saying like, yeah, find your boundaries and then listen to them and communicate them. But are there potentially boundaries that you should try to move or even like get rid of? Because a lot of times you get born with, or you learn or through traumatizing experiences, you get a certain type of boundary that might not be good for you. So there might be different types of boundaries here. Some that are like core boundaries that these are me, this is what defines me, this is like built into my system. And then other boundaries that I might want to stretch over time. And maybe I'll, I'll, you know, come out on the other end feeling better, having a more positive impact on the people around me, having lost or, or at least stretched a couple of my boundaries. Mm. I think um, bound like sure if I have some boundaries, but as long as I first time when I communicate with another person, I realized oh, oh shit, that person has boundaries, and we need to to find a, a middle ground, right? So then I start to explore my boundaries in different ways because I I can't just follow my way always. So then I will learn like okay maybe this is true for me. However, the other, the 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 boundaries of this other person is also true for me. So then maybe I can change my boundaries and move them. And, and I think that that's kind of part of the, the healthy relationship when interacting with other people. I mean, to me, this is the essential uh, of collaboration. When, when you actually start to, to, to share your, your boundaries and, and you, you also dare to, to try things out. So, and obviously, since we're all constantly changing, that should mean that our boundaries are quite a few of them probably constantly changing. I too. think all of them are. However, you might like you might think you have boundaries in like my boundaries are set. They're like this. It's like okay, and then if you don't revisit them, you don't know if they're still there. Yeah. So it's more about that. It's more more about finding time to continuously revisit your own boundaries and the boundaries of people around you. Mm. So like we said in the last episode with you one, we talked about, which you've touched upon already as well, that one of the, the strongest tools that we can use uh, in our own personal growth is to just make space for ourselves where we, we end up in a place where we have to face ourselves, whether mm. it's through meditation or, or therapy or going to Burning Man or whatever it may be. Just create a, um, a situation where you cannot escape yourself. Mm which most likely will start showing you your boundaries. 
and will start teach you to try to understand them and communicate around them. So we're going to start wrapping this up for time reasons. <laughs> it's always sad. I always feel like I want to sit here for hours and hours and soon I'm going to start making space <laughs> for longer, even longer episodes. But like where you are right now, could you name a few of your, like these are the boundaries you feel that you have right now or you feel that you're exploring right now or that seem important to you at, at this very moment in your life? Yeah, I, I've realized connected to a lot to what I do in my life is, is work and projects. And I've always been very, very driven by my projects. Uh, and they're always behind a purpose and, and for the greater good, etc. cetera. Uh, and that's kind of also kind of been my identity towards myself. However, I've realized lately that nothing, like the most important thing for me is my relationships. And, and not only in theory, because I've said that before, However, I'm like, still want to save the world a little bit. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I just want to save the world a little bit, you know, ego talking. But, but right now I'm like, sh- I don't really care that much. I really care about my, I generally care about people around me. And I think that's also, that gives me, that, that's just it's way more healthy. And it's, I think it's been like that before. It's just that I haven't followed it. I haven't said it out loud. Or I haven't, haven't acknowledged it in myself. So I would say that's that's my my main boundary right now. I, I think about okay, how can I optimize for my relationship towards others and towards myself? Like that that's the the base layer. And then work is a great tool for that. But that's not a purpose in that sense. Can you use that with your relationships at work too? Cuz work is relationships too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I I yeah, I believe um Saying that I, I like relationships, so like that's important. It doesn't mean that I can that I want to have a, a, a relationship with everyone. I really want to be clear with that. Yeah. So that so is a boundary, right? That is a boundary. So I decide I, I want to. You know, it's, it's, this is the feeling. Like I can just meet a person, uh, talk to that person for for a couple of minutes, and like ah, okay, kind of feels like I've been talking to you before. You're gonna be my friend from now on. I just feel that. And the same thing at the workplace. You know, I meet some people and I'm like, okay, I mean, we, we can work together, but you're not going to be part of my inner circle. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just healthy, to be honest. It's actually really good. Yeah. It's like God. a good thing. We yeah. know what type of relationship we're supposed to be having. And we're not trying to turn it into something else just because we feel bad that everyone is not our best friend. So it's, mm. you know, we can't feel bad for everyone who's not our best friend. Mm. No, exactly. But it also means that I'm evaluating, uh, I value uh, a person's health that I work with than a deadline. I truly do. This is something that I didn't do before, especially towards myself. I did not value my own health at all, to be honest, in food, in how I worked, in, in sleep, in various ways when, when I was running my, my earlier startups. Yeah, that makes me think, because I, I really agree. And deadlines are always made up by someone. They're not really real they don't have to be important and i think they only are important when if like not making a deadline has a negative impact on, on someone's yeah. health or a relationship it's like we we won't get salary unless we do this yeah okay then so we're that, that's screwed. a potentially negative yeah. impact uh, that could create a lot of stress relationship driven uh, <laughs> company business something something yeah that's where we're headed right yeah well it, it does make sense mm. because at the end of the day every, every 
every organization, every group is just a bunch of relationships. Mm. So it always comes back to that. doesn't matter. Like, for instance, I hear a lot of people saying that, well, you know, I don't want to work at this big old corporation. I want to work at this small agile startup, which is, you know, it doesn't really make sense to talk like that because they're all just relationships between individuals. So you could rather be saying, I don't want to work with people who don't know their boundaries and uh, in a group where communication is not flowing freely and everyone is scared. Mm. I want to work where uh, people know their boundaries and we can communicate openly and actively and we're not scared, Mm. we're passionate. Mm. But we rarely describe it like that. We just say big old corporation versus new hot startup. Yeah. Just because it generally can be more open communication and more passion in the startup, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Yeah. So I'm I'm realizing now that I say that, that I've said a lot of times that, yeah, big corp, I've done that. I'm it doesn't fit me because I'm my brain just want to move stuff much faster than can happen in that uh, setting. But it's actually not the type of company, it's the type of relationships. Mm. And the type of communication mm. that that's really the core of it. Mm. Which I, I want to work with grown-ups. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Because <laughs> then they can learn me to grow up. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Because once again, I mean, the, the only the only reason we have this communication in between individuals, and the only reason we do all of these things is to keep its growth in ourselves going. So obviously, everyone would want to work with grown-ups. <laughs> With people who know their boundaries, who can communicate around their boundaries, who can keep reevaluating and checking in with their boundaries so we can all keep growing together. Bit like tough love, right? Bit like tough love in a way, mm. but also um, honesty mm. and being able to and daring to face your fears and being just open with this is where I am right now and this is what I know so far about myself and mm. this is what I still don't mm. know. And you know, in that kind of environment, it doesn't really matter what then the end product is, because the end product is never that important. If that's the football app or the blockchain startup or whatever it be, maybe that's not important. That's really, really temporary. That's just like a stepping stone in all of our growth journeys. Remember when we did that football app 10 years ago, mm. it's not about the football app. It's about how we grew during that phase. Mm. So I think organizations would be way better off focusing on these things than what is the actual product or service that Mm. we're trying to sell right now. Mm. And at the end of the day, since everything is changing, most successful companies, or I would say all, uh, keep changing. Like what they started doing is not the same that they're doing now and not the same what they'll be doing in the future if you keep wanting to be successful. And Mm. the only way to go there is to actually focus solely on on the individuals and the relationships and the communication and mm. the boundaries. Mm. I agree. What about time? Time. We're yeah. out of time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I need to head off to a dinner. I'm already late. But my boundary in terms of time gives me 15 minutes of extra time in these <laughs> situations. So I think it's going to be fine. Anything else you want to add? Yeah. Uh, I, I, we were touching about honesty. Uh, don't be a prick. Like being 100% honest, that's being a prick. Add a little bit uh, of love in your honesty. Think about the purpose behind it. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it can be very dangerous. So, so. It's, so it's also about how you communicate your honesty. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's not just like bluntly putting it out there. Yeah. But understanding that what you say will be... Has an effect. Has an effect and will be interpreted by another individual who is a completely different set of boundaries and, and 
memories and and all sorts of things mm. so you what you say might be processed in a different way mm. by that person mm. that's a good way to end this thank you thank very you. much for being on this podcast <laughs>